Welcome to episode three of the Big Eyes Podcast. I am your host, LJ, aka Monkey D LJ. Uh man, happy Thanksgiving to everyone that's listening right now. Hopefully yesterday you, you know, had a good time around family, friends, you ate your ashy handed uncle's turkey. Um, you know, and that you remembered that the pilgrims are swaggerless. So welcome back though to the Big Eyes Podcast. Um, and today we have a special episode for you. Uh, so I will be talking about you know the newest chapters in the Promised Neverland and the Demon Slayer. But also I'm going to be taking a special look back at one of my favorite episodes of Mob Psycho 100. And with that special episode today, that means I will not be doing an origin story. Uh, so you know, let's get right into it. So Demon Slayer really wild out this week and I'm still trying to figure out like what is their problem because yeah man they went off the deep end this week so man last time we checked in with the Harishas the last time we saw the battle um they had finally found a way to get Muzan outside of his lair uh so they they crash landed it and it just so happened though that they crash landed away from their you know their plant spot and they're right in the middle of the city so the location was an idea but they were able to get him outside because you got to remember that um the the sun is the only way that he can die like you can't you can't kill him by cutting his head off so you know they get him outside but immediately they figure out that you know they still have to fight him for a whole hour and a half um until the sun comes out so the Harishas do what they can to attempt to hold him off. But once again, you see the complete difference in power um, because there is a moment where he gets a clean cut to the neck. But while they are cutting through, he is like healing simultaneously. And they are they're all in like shock because they're just like, like, what are we supposed to do with this? What are we supposed to do with someone this powerful? And the. Um, the remaining and like the surviving lower ca- like class demon core members, uh, you you see them all run towards Muzan and start to create a human shield to, you know, to protect the Harishas and really kind of like stall and 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 try to drag this battle on longer, and they are all getting wiped out. But they're like, no, create this shield, and I'm gonna keep it real, man. Nah, that, that would not be me. That would have not been me. I can't do that. I was like, listen, we pay enough in Harisha taxes out of our check each month. Like, why Why am I the one that has to put my life, man? Look, I would have did the LeBron meme where he's, like, dapping everybody up. And, like, he's about to go. I'm like, man, listen, I'll catch y'all. I'll catch y'all back at headquarters because there is no way that I am going to, to put my life on the line against this guy that I know and I see you guys are – struggling with so you want me to man no it wouldn't have happened so you know you see them though 
uh, running up and, you know, they're trying to create this shield. They're trying to drag this battle on. And you see Tanjiro running behind one of them saying pretty much like, if I can get behind one of them, I could probably sneak up and get another good clean hit. And while running, he stops and he just drops. And all of them look and you see him like aching in this pain. And Muzan reveals that in his attacks that he mixes his blood in the attacks and his blood is not only powerful enough to change people into demons but he can also manipulate it to where it is a poison and we see the gruesome very gruesome death of Tanjiro and it was it definitely you know you you really don't see the main character get killed off especially as gruesome as he got killed off but you know that was a very big plot twist of just saying like okay like let like they're they're really showing us how negative they're trying to get in this and it it was wild to see you know he he dies you know he looks like his like brains are like popping out of his head like it it was really wild but man they they ended it off on that note and you know, there, there's a lot of questions that arise first of all like where are the wind and stone pillars right now in the middle of this battle um they have yet to make their appearance you know what does this death really mean um because also uh Nezuko has yet to appear and i'm pretty sure that next chapter we will see her come and rem- like they keep Nezuko out the battle because she is able she has gained the ability as a demon still to survive in the sun and so you know their their purpose of keeping her away is so muzan is not able to you know capture her and being able to possess that power too so it's going to be interesting to see what happens next uh chapter and, and see how you know how does this grow how do they build on from that you know you, you kill off this character you still have other characters who have yet to appear so like what does this all mean um in in the bigger in the bigger picture but man for them to just you know kill Tanjiro off uh yeah they uh man they they went there with that and that was that was just really surprising to see because you you really don't see that much so man, but I listen. Great chapter, great chapter. That that plot twist was great. I I was not expecting that. So, uh, yeah, great chapter of Demon Slayer this week. Next up is a uh, Promised Neverland. Um, uh, you know, they really for for one manga that really got a death correct. This one drop the ball on one so uh the promise neverland like so last time we checked in they were battling the queen and she you know in, in the battle of the queen they had destroyed her first core they figured out that she had a second core and they are fighting her and you know we end with Mjika's asking her pretty much like why do you want to eat so much why you know why are you so thirsty for humans and all these things and when uh she asked that question the next chapter we see the death of the queen and her death comes pretty much from overeating 
And the the reasoning behind it is that her second core was not powerful enough to you know, handle all the, the humans and things that they have eaten. And they go back to explain about how, you know, de- you know, the demons, they take on whatever life form they eat. So if they eat wild beasts, they their body and everything conforms to wild beasts. Hence why they loved humans so much, because humans are intelligent creatures. Humans are able you know, to think and act, you know, all these things. Um, and, you know, so the queen dies of overeating and i think the the death for me wasn't as it did you know it didn't hit me as well because because you know throughout this story we see emma we see norman we see ray we see them overcome all these ridiculous odds against demons they kill you know all these demons are way more powerful than way more skilled no way all these things and to see them kind of give the queen a death where it's like, oh, it just so happens that, you know, that, you know, your second core can't hold up. Like, you're, you know, or something like, like to see it kind of go out like that after we've seen these kids go through everything they have gone through and to kind of get an easy way out type of death was a little frustrating. I think it was just, it was, I don't know. I It seemed lazy to me just a bit, but. You know, so this the next like the newest chapter they they go into what the the demon structure looks like um, after you know after her death and what what that life would look like and uh, as we figure out so Sonju, uh, which was the exiled brother of the queen, um, they you know you you see a lot of internal conflict with him. Because although he is helping the humans out right now and has helped them out before, it doesn't necessarily mean he doesn't want to still eat humans and still want to hunt humans. He just wanted to do it in a proper way. But to see like like he's helping them out and he's pretty much like, man, I'm about to create this world where I'm not able to do that anymore. And you, you see that kind of internal conflict and you see Emma run up and give him a hug and still tell him thank you without them knowing still that, you know, that was his plan all along to still hunt and still eat them. So that was, uh, I think that was a, a big focal point of the chapter of, you know, you, you see this conflict of like, what is like the demon world going to look like after, like, you know, now the, the, you know the the chair is open for a new king or a new queen and what is that going to look like and uh at the end though you you see that the battle isn't completely finished that they have to finish defeat defeating the imperial army and the rotary clan and what that's going to look like after uh so they are able to implement the new promise that emma made uh so uh, you know that I wonder what this battle next is gonna look like. Once again, the the queen death was a little lackluster to me. It didn't hit as well as I thought it was, or I didn't. You know, it really didn't go in a way where I felt was true to like the story. In the sense, or like just all these things that happened in the story for her to go out just like that was was just, it, it didn't hit as well for me. So. You know, uh, we'll we'll see what happens next and how this battle prolongs. Once again, they you know the the they're still fighting, 
and they have to defeat pretty much the the human side of the promise that that created all this and so i'm i'm excited to i'm still wanting to see what happens next and and how that battle uh happens and progresses uh so yeah no we'll, we'll see we will see so now it's time to look back at one of my favorite episodes of mob cycle 100 um episode five of season one and you know part of the reason why i am no just a big reason why i'm looking back at this episode is because um last week i lost a cousin of mine and he was a big reason why I got into manga, why I got into anime so heavy. You know, he, you know, I used to steal his mangas all the time. Um, and, you know, before last time we talked, you know, he was telling me about how much he loved Mob Psycho. And, you know, so I really wanted to go back and, you know, to, you know, in a sense of honoring him, because I really, man, like without him, there would be no Big Eyes podcast because, you know, I wouldn't have been introduced into it or so heavy influenced by it. So, you know, uh, man, Kyle, I miss you, man. And uh, yeah, so this one, this one's for you. Um, So we're going to look back at episode five of the of Bob Cycle 100. And this is my favorite episode because. Well, first of all, if anyone's not seen Mob Psycho 100, you should definitely watch it. It's two seasons, and it really uh, revolves around a young psychic named Mob who is learning how to use his psychic powers against demons, but also, like, he's learning about life and learning about, like, what it, you know, what's more than just him having psychic or him being a powerful psychic and, you know, in, in the adventures of him, and it, it's it's a very enjoyable um you know anime the animation in it and that's really what like drew me into it because the animation in this you know in this is insane like top notch um hence why i really love episode five but so episode five uh when we go into it this is the first time we see mob actually be confronted by another human psychic um so he was so to set the scene mob was caught up in the middle of a middle school gang war pretty much and um you know he was captured so you know he used his bait so that um the body improvement club which is a workout club at his school would come to the aid of the school's gang and fight the others um uh fight the black vinegar uh middle school's gang and within that fight we figure out that there is a young uh esper named uh Tero and Tero is the leader of the black vinegar middle school gang and he wipes out the body improvement club and mob is like yo like He's like, you you have psychic powers like me. And uh, Teru is like, whoa, like, I thought I was really the only one. And really, this becomes a battle of, 
pride for Teru because Mob doesn't believe in using his powers against another human. And, like, he, so as Teru attacks, Mob is completely on the defensive the whole time of just protecting himself. And with that, he, uh, ter- that, that, kind of ticks Teru off because he's like you know you're you have psychic power like why are you not using them like you can be the most powerful person here you can you know you can pretty much rule and do whatever you want because you are much more stronger than regular humans but mom doesn't have that mentality at all and so this really becomes a, a battle of pride uh for Teru because he's like you know this you know he thinks that Bob is looking down on him in the sense of he thinks he's so strong that he won't even he won't even attack me or he won't show me his true power so his whole goal now is to to anger mob to the point of he is going to attack and so mob has a a demon named dimple who is kind of following him around and really what he wants to do is take over mob and use his powers but you know, uh, Dimple is really one of the uh, comedic, comedic reliefs in this story. But Dimple tries to attempt to stop the fight and attempt to just stop Terry. So he goes into this form thinking that he is going to do anything. But Terry completely wipes him out <laughs> very nonchalantly, like very, um, you know, without second thought. And mob is kind of thrown off by this because he's like man like wow he he kind of killed this dude like you know this little demon that's been following me around and i kind of been thinking he's a bad guy but in reality he he's actually he's actually kind of good and he's actually kind of helpful for me um in these weird ways but even with that like you still don't see mob at all get um like you really get agitated or anything, you know, he, he, he's just like, oh, well, okay. He's a very nonchalant, you know, character throughout this. So Teru is continuing to attack mob. They, they go into a, you know, he blows him through into the school. They're in the home ex room and he throws these knives at mob and mob puts up a barrier just to block him. And one of the knives actually bounce off his barrier and shaves off the top of Teru's head and he ends up looking like Jason Alexander. Oh, <laughs> you know, he has the bald head with the you know with his hair still on the sides and that takes Teru off and you know he he sees that as, you know, you know, that takes Teru to a, a different level of anger. So he goes and he starts strangling mob and mob is like in, in a sense he's telling you know Teru like i i know what it feels like to be you in a sense of you find all your you know strength and find all your you know identity in having these powers but like you know there's something more and like that's what i want like i want to find something more of you know there is um, than to me than just having psychic powers there's something better to me than just being able to do these things and you know Terrell who is completely angered now starts strangling mob and you know he he's telling he's like belittling him and he's strangling him and he strangles him unconscious 
and you know what you know Ma falls unconscious but while he's going unconscious they they go to this flashback of um the last time he used his powers on a human when he was younger and it was to protect him and his brother Ritsu from some high schoolers and you know they show the scene and you know he he blacks out when using his powers and he completely dismantles these high schoolers but in that he also ended up hurting his brother and I think that played a big part on why he doesn't want to use his powers against humans um no and he and so as he gets strangled unconscious he goes unconscious but that awakens his abilities inside and just you know he pretty much acted off on his own power and they even show the percentage of power he's using and they just use question marks because they you know he's pretty much using his highest ability and he is you know he's he blows Teru away he blows the school away and Teru you know gets lifted into the atmosphere and he's pretty much just like wow like I lost this guy is this guy is strong and this guy is you know he's levels levels beyond me and levels of where you know I could I could be at and Mob just kind of has this realization of you know he's internally conflicted because he doesn't want to these powers to define him but he's understanding though like you know these these powers are a part of him though and, and trying to find that balance of you know you want to there's something more to him but he has to learn to accept that these things that already define him such as having psychic powers and in that um realization of just like the conflicted part inside of him he kind of comes to his senses and uses his powers to put the whole school back together and he you know you can see the sadness in his eyes and like knowing how sad he was um and the episode ends with him coming home and him you know him seeing his brother Ritsu and he, he apologizes to him it's more so just like what happened when he protected him because he, he ended up hurting his brother and his brother's like no, it's okay. Like you, you know, you try to protect me, and you know, his brother goes into his room, and it takes this kind of sinister type of turn at the end, where his brother is watching the TV in his room, and he is seeing, you know, how, you know, they're they're talking about what happened to the school in the news of like, you know, it being, you know showing footage of the school being destroyed and lifted into the air and his brother just has this sinister look on his face so they leave you on this weird cliffhanger of like what well, what is his brother really up to so um yeah man that i don't know that episode is probably my favorite because that, i think that's the episode where first of all the 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 scene of mob unlocking his powers like that animation was just so insane like man it it was top notch and once again like if you're a person who truly enjoys like the animation of anime like and, and the things that go into it and how man that mob cycle 100 is the one for you um and you know i also like it just like how 
you know, it, you know, it touched on some, on some heavy things in this episode that has humor underlying it. And, but like, they're, they're still touching on these things that are, that are kind of heavy in topic of, you know, finding yourself and, you know, the things that define you and, and think, and what, how you view your own self and where that pride comes from. So, you know, it was, you know, this is the episode that really got me hooked onto it in the, you know, the episode that I was like, okay, this, this right here is, this is pretty dope. So, you know, that, that episode, this anime is very special to me. Um, you know, it was one of my cousin's favorites and, you know, I'm, I'm just happy that, you know, I'm able to, you know, continue to do this in a sense of honoring and remembering him. And, you know, because, you know, an- anime, man, it, it's so worldwide now. It, it's such a it's such a popular thing. It's something that could connect, you know, so many different people from so many different backgrounds just off of this. So, um, you know, this will conclude the special episode of the Big Eyes Podcast. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, also, one last special announcement. My guys at the lookout, they have released their second capsule of the, you know, their collection, all their merch. So please go to um, RNC Big Cartel. And man, like we, yeah, the merch is there, bro. They, like they're here. So shout out to my guys at the lookout. Shout out to Mill. Shout out to Jeff. I'm so proud of you guys. Um, you know, follow us at RNC Radio Live on Twitter um, and on Instagram because that's where you'll find the links to get to the merch. But I'm so proud. They're so dope. I'm modeling them. So if you want to know what I look like, I'm modeling them. Uh, and man, I'm, I'm so proud of you guys. So once again, follow us at RNC Radio Live. All new updates, a uh, new podcast. Shout out to Nelson. Man, so much dope content. So go get you a shirt. Go listen to you know this episode and all the other new episodes that are dropping on all the other podcasts on RNC Radio. Um, if you want to follow me, uh, Twitter at Jamal SLM and on Instagram at Straw Hat LJ. Once again, thank you guys for tuning into this special episode of the Big Eyes Podcast. Stay Plus Ultra. I'll catch you.